only thing we have to fear is fear itself. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. Welcome. To the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast, where prepping doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Coming to you from a well-defended off-grid compound high in the mountains. Coming to you from his Florida room in Richmond, Virginia. Neither off-grid nor well-defended, unless you count as chickens and cats, here is your host, Keith. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome back to the Common Sense Podcast. Practical Prepper Podcast. My name is Keith, and this is episode 20. Today is Monday, October 24th, 2022. We have a lot to get to this evening, so I'm just going to jump right into it. The price of gas here in Central Virginia has dropped a little bit, about another 10 cents. So we're looking at about $3.49, $3.52 a gallon. Down a little bit, not a whole lot, but I will take it. The war between Russia and Ukraine, day 246, I believe. Since we uh, last spoke, Russia has launched additional drones targeting the infrastructure in the Ukraine and it appears that these drones are being supplied by Iran which is the largest single sponsor of terrorism in the world of course the Iranians vehemently but deny that they supplied these drones and they have asked for a full investigation well as luck would have it the United Nations is on the case ladies and gentlemen and After a few sternly worded emails to Iran, nothing's going to happen because nothing ever does when the UN gets involved. So Zelensky is upset with Israel because they will not provide him the Iron Dome weapon systems that they employ uh, to shoot down missiles and rockets that are launched uh, from Palestine uh, or the West Bank. Uh, into Israel, that technology is absolutely fantastic. If you have not seen it, you can al- you can always go to YouTube and look up some of the uh, some of the videos. Uh, it's absolutely incredible, very very accurate. And the missiles coming over aren't exactly uh, the most accurate things, but the Iron Dome uh, has a very good track record of shooting down incoming incoming missiles. And Zelensky is upset. So apparently, the bajillions of dollars that Uh, The U.S. has provided for military aid is not enough. He's upset because Israel will not give them the Iron Dome. The rail strike that I spoke about several weeks ago, apparently there was a tentative agreement reached by the uh, rail unions. Now, there's 12 railway unions in total. And several weeks ago, all 12 kind of agreed in principle uh, to the uh, to the agreement, I guess you can agree to an agreement. <laughs> Agreed to the proposal uh, that the that the railway that the companies the, the companies themselves were putting out, and apparently that all fell apart. And, but currently, four of the twelve railway unions have agreed to those terms, 
but unfortunately, eight have not. And again, all 12 have to vote and ratify that before it goes into effect. Now, a railway strike, even for just a few days, would be absolutely catastrophic here in the United States. Uh, that coupled with the supply chain issues and the, um, you know, the, the food shortages, the supply shortages that we're starting to see that are obviously going to get much worse, uh, that is something that we absolutely do not need on top of everything else. As you may know, to transport something by rail is probably the most probably the most cost-effective way to transport a large amount of goods. You know, we talk about a train and, and the volume that it carries and the price per mile or however they calculate that. Sending stuff via train is actually very very cost effective. So if the railways go on strike, then that's a lot of freight. That's a lot of produce. That's a lot of trash. New York, New Jersey, they send a lot of their trash down south to different landfills. And that would be a significant, uh, significant hardship, especially if we're talking food, grain, coal, oil, natural gas, pretty much everything you can imagine that is transported by a truck, is transported by rail, and it's a very efficient, a very cost-effective way uh, to transport things like that. So I certainly hope the unions and the railway companies themselves can get their stuff together and uh, forego, forego a strike, because that, that's, that's the last thing we need, given the current situation. And like we talked about two weeks ago, OPEC decided to cut production by 2 million barrels of oil per day. And I think I said a couple weeks ago that I did not think that would be a significant cost in reduction, at least significant enough to, to cause the price of gas uh, to go up and a few other things, you know, kind of the domino effect. Well, apparently I was wrong. President Biden uh, again released a whole bunch of oil from the strategic oil reserve we have here in the United States. Now that oil is technically set aside in case of uh, a war, case of the uh, military needing that oil to make fuel, to fly the planes, run the tanks, run the trucks, get the troops going around, that sort of thing. So basically now uh, for the first time in an awfully long time, that strategic petroleum reserve, I guess is the official title, um, is now down at its lowest point. And of course, it's going to cost money to replenish that. And as oil rises in price, it's going to cost more and more to, uh, to actually re replenish that uh, strategic reserve. All right, last little tidbit of news. So in response to OPEC cutting production, Senator Bernie Sanders from Vermont uh, says that the United States should stop sending military aid to Saudi Arabia. Now, in my opinion, that's a, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. So here's the deal with Saudi Arabia and the United States. Saudi Arabia is not an ally. They are not friends of the United States. We kind of tolerate each other, I guess, because, because when push comes to shove, Saudi Arabia is kind of like the stabilizing force between Iran, Iraq, and Israel. 
Saudi Arabia has a lot of sway, has a lot of street cred, a lot of clout in the Middle East. So what's that old saying? Uh, or keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. So it's kind of a trade-off. We give them F-18s and all the cool latest jet fighters for their military. I'm not really sure who they're intending to go to war with. And then kind of in return, they do what they can to maintain the peace, you know, there in the Middle East. Never mind, they murdered that journalist, what, Khashoggi or Yogi, Khashoggi Yogi or whatever his name was. And of course, everything else that goes on over there. America, at least the American government, turns a blind eye to to an extent. Yeah, but cutting off military aid to Saudi Arabia is probably not the smartest thing. You think they're you think they cut oil production by two million barrels for a couple different reasons. You can imagine what they would do if the U.S. even hinted at the fact that we're not going to send you the latest and greatest, you know, F twenty twos or. Or whatever the heck we're flying these days. So that's, I don't think that's going to happen, Bernie. So he could just probably relax and, you know, get some Haagen-Dazs and just, you know, just, just, just give it a break here. Okay. I'm going to read an email that I received um, about a week ago. Not, not quite a week ago. Uh, well, late last week. Jamie in Michigan uh, wrote an email and he's curious about. You know, I talk about how I, I, I try to keep politics out of this. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of apolitical. You know, I, I just report what I see and give you my opinion. And then what the, the political goings on in the world, in the, war, the war with Ukraine and Russia, how that might affect us or me. And then how, how I or how you should prepare accordingly. And the reason I talk about Russia, the strike, uh, potential railway strike, price of gas, OPEC cutting production, not any single one thing that I talk about on here when we talk about world politics and world economy, not a single thing is going to cause a, a situation where you know the, the price of food beyond the reach of a lot of people, the price of gas is beyond the reach of a lot of people. The recession deepens and turns into a depression, but I think it's a cumulative effect of everything that we're seeing. Now, I would love the fact that if there wasn't a war, if we were still drilling for oil here in the United States, if we didn't have to rely on OPEC, um, you know, if we were looking at alternative forms of energy while we continued to drill and bring gas down to a dollar fifty-two dollars a gallon. I would like if we went back to we were actually exporting oil and selling oil to a lot of countries around the world, but that's not what's happening. So with everything, you stick it all together. It just creates a kind of a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. A lot of things, even though they're really not directly related are actually related so we talk about the rail strike well five years ago the rail strike we'd be like ah well you know that's gonna suck but with the recession the price of fuel the war supply chain issues 
starting to see you know certain food shortages and then the railway strike on top of it all of those things create a domino effect kind of an avalanche so one thing picks up another thing another thing rolls down the mountain and before you know it you have this huge mass of crap that's coming at you that affects different people different ways in different parts of the world So I bring up these things and I talk about these things not because I like to talk about politics. I bring this up because I think everything is intertwined. Take away the war in Russia and we wouldn't be talking about Belgium, Poland, Germany, the UK, and some other countries in Europe and in the EU and their citizens potentially having significant hardships because they're not going to be able to fuel their homes. Not not because they can't afford it, because it's not going to be available. You know, with Nord Stream 1 and 2 still down, Russia has no intent to go ahead and start selling any sort of fuel to the EU with everything else going on. So it's just, it's just, it all accumulates. And so that's kind of why, you know, I always talk about, there's, there's always like an intersection when we talk about, you know, politics and and you know, in real world economics, and then and then what's going on here? But if none of this was going on, there probably wouldn't be a lot of people doing podcasts. I probably wouldn't have nearly as much preps as I do. But I think as you look at things, as things start to accelerate, it to me it becomes just more and more apparent that the worst is yet to come. All right, so that's my little rant. Jamie from Michigan, thank you so much for the email. I hope I answered your question. And uh, let's get to uh, the last thing I want to talk about. So the last podcast, I gave a little tease about uh, something very cool I actually found quite by accident on the Internet. I'll I'll give you the name of the company, give you a quick rundown, and then I'll tell you what what I purchased um, and then how I think this is going to help me in the event I need to bug out, leave my residence, leave the area, uh, and a few other circumstances that may come around. Okay, uh, Universal Medical Data LLC out of Minneapolis. Now, I'm not, they're not sponsoring the podcast. They didn't uh, pay me uh, to say anything. The, the uh, product that I purchased from them, you know, I purchased with my own money. So in a nutshell... The target audience for this company is the elderly, older folks. And what they do is they can can provide, you know, like those medic alert bracelets, you know, that talk about allergies and and that sort of thing, you know, if you're a diabetic. But they kind of take it a a couple steps beyond. They kind of kick it up a couple notches. They have USBs that can be attached to bracelets, dog tags, that sort of thing. And in the USBs, basically, it's, it's called their personal health records. And it's a, it's a program that's embedded into these, into these USBs. You can put anything and everything when it comes to medical records on this USB. You always have it with you. Now, I purchase the dog tag version and you you can do all the you do engravings on the front and the back and the usb is waterproof and it comes in a little like a rubber uh not really a case i guess kind of a holder 
and you can you know you can read the dog tag and, and I put engravings on the front and the back and then on the little holder the rubber holder it has the USB so on the front uh, I got my name my date of birth allergies my blood type religious religious preference and then it also says uh, you know see the back for additional information and engravings as well as the USB so on the back um, I talk about any previous surgeries I've had, and then I also ask, uh, please review the thumbnail for additional information, um, advanced directive, and uh, family contact information. So, you know, I am not going to put all of my medical records on here, although you certainly can. You can go to their website, get access to the program. You can fill out the medical records. You can upload them to the thumb drive all sorts of information you can do x-rays uh, you can get as detailed as you want or not and so what i'm going to do with with the usb is exactly you know what i said like on the back so uh, let's see so medical directive yeah advanced medical directive uh, family contact information and so what i think i'll put on there uh you know is my my medical directive my advanced directive um phone numbers, previous addresses. I will probably scan a copy of my driver's license, my social security card, and probably the, uh, I guess the photo page of the first page of my passport. And I'm going to have them, those objects or those items uploaded onto the thumb drive. So like I spoke about last time, in the event uh, you're separated from your friends, you're separated from your family, you're going to need to be able to identify yourself as well as identify, uh, you know, the people you're trying to catch up with. I think I gave the scenario, you know, you go to some sort of FEMA camp, some FEMA shelter, and you run into your, your kids. And, you know, maybe they're old enough to recognize you. Maybe they're not. Maybe you have, you know, very small children. And, you know, you're going to need to identify, obviously, yourself and be able to prove to the officials there that, those people sitting over there in the corner is belong to you. You know, they're your kids or whatever the situation might be. So you make a folder on the USB. You put a couple family photos. You know, everybody, you know, oh, this is us Christmas last year. Here's a copy of the social security cards for my kids. Uh, here's an address. Anything you can put on there to identify yourself as well as, as, your, um, as your family members. Yeah, I'm not like I said. I'm not going to put X-rays or anything like that. But I think this is I think this is pretty cool. I think this is it's kind of like the peace of mind that, that you factor in with situations like this. Now, also in the event that you're involved in some sort of accident, you're injured, you're unconscious, and you have this little medic alert bracelet thingy with the USB. So a paramedic, a doctor, or a nurse. You know, when you're in the bad car accident, first thing they do, they're going to pull you out. They're going to strip you naked, and they're going to look for injuries, bullet holes, whatever situation you've got yourself into, and they're going to see that universal medic alert sign, which is the little crissy crossy thing with what's that like a it's like a snake? It, it's some sort of medical. <laughs> There's like somebody from the medical profession is 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 listening to this podcast, going, "This guy has no idea what he's talking about." Anyway, the little sneaky snake thing on the on the, the on the the usb they're going to be like hey this contains medical information they grab a laptop they pull out the usb 
and they see the information. Oh, well, this is who he is. Here's his date of birth. Uh, here's a couple addresses. Oh, here's the phone number to his primary care physician. Maybe let's give them a call. Oh, look, uh, here's a phone number for his father, next of kin, son, whoever you want to put on there. Let's give them a call and see if they can tell us more about this guy who, who can't talk to us because, you know, he's all banged up or, you know, car accident, fell out, of a, fell out of a tree, whatever the situation might be. So I think even without having to bug out and leave your residence, I think this is a pretty good thing to have. So if you get a chance, go check out the website, uh, Universal Medical Data LLC. Uh, they have a bunch of different products, uh, a bunch of different ways to carry your information with you. And again, like I said before, their uh, primary audience, you know, is elderly folks who who need to have access to that. You know, you you know, you go on vacation, you know, you get stung by a bee, whatever the situation. You find yourself in a, in a situation where you need medical assistance, and it's a Saturday. And they're like, oh, you know, I hurt my arm. But yeah, two years ago, I broke it or I've got a pin in my arm. And the doctor's like, well, you know, do you, oh, look, you pull out this USB, they pop in the x-rays and they can look at those x-rays right there. All right, this is what happened before. We're going to compare it with these x-rays. And I, it's just a way, kind of peace of mind. You, you have all this information, as little or as much of your personal information, your medical information, or pretty much anything you want to put on the USB. So I, I find this very handy. And again, peace of mind, a lot of what people do in the prepping community is for peace of mind. Nobody wants to ever have to bug out. Uh, nobody wants to have to leave the residence with their, you know, their family, go to whatever, you know, whatever plan B might be. But, and that's why you prepare for situations like this, because if it ever happens, you're prepared for that. So if I'm ever put in a position that I need to identify friends and family members, if I'm ever put into a position where I need to provide, uh, you know, medical information, you know, proof of who I am, that sort of thing, I can in the unlikely event or hopefully uh, the unlikely event that I'm injured, I'm unconscious, and there's nobody there that can provide basic medical history or who can we call? They pop the USB in, find out what they need. So again, a pretty cool product. Check them out if you get a chance. It might be for you, might not be for you. You might have, you know, some elderly folks that may want to take advantage of this. Grandma, grandpa, you know, folks down the street. Hey, have you heard about this? So the gentleman I spoke to was very knowledgeable, was able to answer all my questions. So anyway, you might want to give them a shot. Just check them out. Like I said, I found them quite by accident. Uh, again, folks, I know I just shot through this. I had a lot of information. I did get my EDC bag in. Um, I did put a lot of a lot of my stuff in it. I have a few more things I want to drop in during the week. So uh, next podcast, I'll go ahead and do a review of the EDC bag. But I wanted to talk about uh, this Medic Alert dog tag that I purchased uh, from this particular company. I wanted to talk a little bit about what's been going on especially in Russia and Ukraine the past week. So, folks, thanks for stopping by. And as always, be safe, take care of one another, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Common Sense Practical Prepper Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, help spread the word by leaving a rating and review. 